Welcome everybody to the Two on Three podcast, where normally two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. Um, I'm wildly unprepared. I usually write the introduction, but uh, coming in hot after a screening of Mission Impossible Fallout, we're going to do the, uh, what'd you call it, Chris? The, the cruise, cruise, the cruise cup, the cruise, Tom Cruise super pod. Yeah, there's the Tom Cruise super pod. So we've been talking. Tom Cruise has been entering our our subconscious a lot. He's been on the pod a lot lately, as far as the topics. <laughs> it's not our subconscious; it's our actual conscious. <laughs> and seeing as how I was at the movies tonight, we thought we would just continue on with a little more Tom Cruise action. And we're also going to welcome in uh, returning guest host Matt from the At Reasons Are Several podcast. I don't know why it's At Reasons. Your, your Twitter is At Reasons Are. It is At Reasons Are podcast. Why don't you tell everybody? who you are and what your deal my is. My name is Matt, and I just want to say before we start, this is my favorite Tom Cruise fan cast, so thank you for letting me be on. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Reasons Are. The show is Reasons Are Several. We uh, release episodes every Wednesday. It's just me and my buddy Neil talking about kind of everything under the sun and shooting the shit and you know, getting very inappropriate, so please go check us out. Nice. Well, uh, you know, aren't you fancy with your regular publishing schedule? Well, we come out on t- Wednesdays, Fridays, you never Tuesday, know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We We're just, it's, uh, it's all we can do to get by. And, well, uh, and I'm Chris. Yeah, I was getting there. You can find me. You can find me. At, I'm, I'm, I'm a regular host. You can, you can introduce me first. <laughs> yeah, but you everybody knows me. you. There's nothing exciting about you being here. You're That's always true. here. At CD Villa Senor, where I just talk about golf shit mostly. <laughs> nice. And as usual, uh, I am Ty. You can find me on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K. Um, you can follow the pod on Twitter at 2on3pod. And uh, there's an email address, but who gives a shit? So let's get right into it. We're going to dive into this, this evening into a, a Tom Cruise bracket. Is this a 64 movie bracket? I didn't actually 32. count. Is it 32? Yeah. Okay, good. Thanks. Otherwise, you'd be here all night. <laughs> so we've got a Tom Cruise 32 team, 32 team, 32 movie bracket uh, put out by Nerdist. Um, Let's not pour one out for uh, Dirty Chris Hardwick. <laughs> well, I was going to say, with the, way, with the way Cruz is rolling, eventually we're going to have to have play-in games for this bracket. It's going to take that long. Yeah, for sure. It's true. So we're going to uh, gonna pick this bracket for you tonight. Um, it's going to be the primary focus of the show, and we'll see what we, what we have left over for the OT. So, gentlemen, without further ado, why don't we get right into it with the, um, the upper left corner mashup of uh, – Mission Impossible and Minority Report. And hold on, actually, I'm sorry. Before we get started, I want to say that um, whoever wrote this bracket doesn't understand seating. No. Right. Because this is a terrible first there's round some, matchup. There's some, there's some bracketology thing. So, so folks at home, what you might want to do is hit the pause button, go to the Nerdist, print out a copy, or you know, bring it up <laughs> while you look. Because be, it might help you follow along. And, uh, and before, uh, can, I, can I throw in a Tom Cruise fun fact here before we yeah. start? Of course. Tom Cruise is actually five years older than Wilford Brimley was when Wilford Brimley made Cocoon. Shocking. <laughs> That's, that, I, when I found that out, I about shit my pants. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Anyway, you find out that Wilford Brimley was only 51 years old when he was in Cocoon. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is now like 56. Nice. But I think you have. I think what happens is you learn from the generation in front of you, like older than you, how to age. And so when you're 51 in '86, all you've known of 51 year olds are super shitty old people who can't move around anymore. So you just sort of think that's what's going to happen to you. Right. Tom so, Cruise is leading the charge on letting us all have hope as we enter into yeah. our late middle age that we could still run around. I will tell you though, having having just come off the movie. The running, and he's always been a little bit of a weird runner, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little yeah. bit awkward. It's starting to show his age now. Like, yeah. when he, there's a moment where he's like, 
coming off a roof and he's got to jump down like multiple levels and it looks like he's taking care to get down without breaking his hip you're not talking about when he jumps across from the one building to the other are you no no that's a that's a quality stunt there's one that's just he breaks his ankle there like for real i wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. The oh, whole, he did. There's a lot of very physical work in the That movie. was actually, they, sh- they slowed it down. He breaks his ankle and then gets up and finishes the scene because he's a freaking maniac. He's a, you know, but the work isn't showing, so he's still looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got him dialed real well. So, big up. To what Tom is he, like 56? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I know, seriously. So, he's running around like a madman. Actually, that's the last thing I'll say before we get started about the Can movie. Can I say one thing? I'm not going to spoil <laughs> <laughs> by all means it's more me. about it's i don't want you to talk about the movie because i want to i want to know and i'm not going to talk about the you movie are. i'm, I'm going to tell something. you no i'm not going to tell you anything about the movie <laughs> i'm going to tell you that the movie itself has enough action scenes that at some point i'm like is this just fan service mm. because in the movie there's multiple running scenes mm. one point it gets so intense that it feels like a self-parody like it's on purpose he rides a motorcycle he dangles from an aircraft. Sure. Um, he, you know, everything that happened. What else am I missing? I don't think he, he don't dangles know. himself from a Does rope. he hold his breath? Does he hold his breath underwater for six minutes? Like uh, in the last no. movie? No, he does not. That's, that's a real I think outer, okay. outer space is the only thing he hasn't really conquered yet. So that's probably yeah, coming in, in the Oblivion, in the brother. Oblivion. See, and I haven't seen that. We'll get to that. And by the way, I do want right, to say, why didn't they have regional names? Come on. I don't let's, know. Let's name yeah, them. I'm sure Chris could come yeah. up with something pretty good for that. Matter of fact, we should just redo this our whole... We should do an episode now and then redo this entire bracket. <laughs> no, one wa- no one wants to redo Nobody wants to hear the, the whole let's, thing again. Let's get into it. In the upper left-hand corner. All right. In the upper left-hand corner, like I said, we've got MI1 versus Minority Report. Minority Report is a quality Spielberg production, uh, but Mission Impossible is, I would borderline say, iconic. It obviously starts a whole series of... <laughs> seven movies so um i'm gonna go with mi here yeah i agree i, th- I, I thought minority report is really really well done pretty much i mean ahead of its time as well but i i got i'm a sucker for mission impossible one and and i like i like most things De Palma does so i'm, I'm down with that i tend to agree with both of your takes there i like De Palma. um i like the slow burn of mi1 i was super excited about it back when it came out and i think this is also uh peak tom cruise hair in mission impossible one <laughs> actually and also and also he blows up a helicopter that blows him forward onto the that's train. true and then almost gets that blade right in the eyeball so close <laughs> <laughs> red light green light right. i like me some green. uh jean renault too so i'm down with that yeah yeah good movie Agreed. All right. Um, All right. Let's see. Our next one here is this is the Cameron Diaz pairing. This is Vanilla Sky versus Night and Day. And I'm going to tell you, I have a bit of a soft spot for Night and Day, so I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it in over the Cameron Crow Vanilla Sky, which is a poor remake of the original Vanilla Sky. So there we have it. Yeah, I uh, I've never wow. seen Night and Day. Uh, and when I saw it on the list, I thought, why isn't All the Right Moves here? Why isn't Color of Money here? Give me, give me another yeah. option, but no. So I'm going. I have to go Vanilla Sky by default. Well, Chris, you're going to get overruled here. Oh boy! No, I know I am. Because I actually, the, well, first of all, the one thing I'll say about Night and Day, having just come across about 20 minutes of it on cable the other day, is that Cameron Diaz in that movie clearly walking away from the experience with CTE because she gets knocked out like every 10 minutes in the movie, and that's how they transition from scene to scene. They both <laughs> she just do. keeps getting knocked out. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part about it. 
Um, Vanilla Sky is super weird, but it's got some really cool conceptual stuff, and it's got some high points, including a Penelope Cruz high water. Oh mark. yeah. So, gonna have to. God, go that sounded Sky. dirty. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> it was dirty. Yeah, you, what are you talking you, about? You do drop you a meant, good dirty. Oh yeah, on a regular you meant, basis. You meant that dirty. What are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't really matter right. who wins this anyway because they're getting knocked out in round two. So go ahead. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's Correct. A, this. This again. This goes back to the seating aspect. Is one of the, both of these movies should have lost in round round one to better films, which takes us to our next matchup, which is just a horrific round one terrible matchup of Top Gun versus Days of Thunder. It's the Tony Scott pairing. Okay. <laughs> The Tony Scott, how come everything looks dusty mm-hmm. pairing? <laughs> and let's be clear, Days of Thunder is just a sort of a pale ripoff of Top Gun. Oh, so for sure. Top Gun. It's Top Gun on yeah. wheels. It, do you think there are enough scenes where the blinds are just partly open and the sun's shining through them? <laughs> that's a Tony Scott. That's a Tony Scott completely base move. That's a basic Tony Scott yeah. move. I'm Top Gun too. And pl- and plus we have, and plus we have Nicole Kidman as a twenty-two-year-old, twenty-two-year-old uh, uh, neuroscientist. Yeah, it's amazing Neuro- she's that young. Neurologist. <laughs> <laughs> like every neurologist you meet is like forty because they had to go through like seven hundred years of med school. But uh, not Nicole. She's Kidman. from another she country. They do it differently there. <laughs> <laughs> Days of Thunder loses points for introducing us to the Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman relationship, mm. which really was probably bad experience for everyone involved. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I think I think this is they they're actually kind of cute and in love in this point. So I, yeah, I okay, like, so maybe they had a nice eighteen month run, but you know, well, they're they're going to ruin right, another anyway. movie in a minute. I'm gonna, <laughs> Do you want to make I'm your gonna, comment about gonna, Nicole Kidman's cold skeleton no, feet before you yeah. move on? <laughs> you know that if you're married to Nicole Kidman, like you're sitting on the couch watching football, and she sneaks up and sticks her feet under the blanket <laughs> while you're watching football, you're like, oh shit, Nicole, your feet are fucking freezing. Put some socks on for Christ's sake. <laughs> Jesus, put some socks on, Nick. <laughs> Killing me. All right, so it's Top Gun and a walk. Oh, right? easy. Top Gun and a walk. Okay, sure. next up, we've got War of the Worlds versus MI2. Here's another Spielberg shows up again. You forget that War of the Worlds is a Spielberg movie. And I don't, because the whole movie is to push-ins. Well, it's... Uh, it's it's <laughs> Lens flares and push-ins. He's good, at, he's good in it. It's a good, I, think it's a good, I think it's a good telling of the War of the Worlds tale. And I'm sad because... You know, just instead of watching Mission Impossible Two, just go rent a copy of John Woo's The Killer instead, yes. starring a young Chow Yun Fat, and just enjoy that much like a thousand times more. I dislike both these films. I am voting. Uh, I'm not voting. <laughs> well, you're abstaining. I'm abstaining from this vote. Well, I'm listen, also going to have to choose. Listen, the winner of this pairing is going up against Top Gun, so yeah. I win. Or this is <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Do. No, I'm also going to choose War of the Worlds, um, just because I think it's it's more interesting to watch again um mi2 i think would work better if it wasn't a mission impossible movie did, if it was just some sort of straight other tom cruise action did movie. war of the worlds MI- have a motorcycle fight i don't know no <laughs> it did not MI, mi2's got a lot of really familiar faces and good faces in it it's a it just it's just a miss it's just a swing and a miss mm-hmm. sadly yep. I wish I could remember the apocryphal tale of uh, how Dugray Scott missed out on some other series. No, he missed out on being Wolverine. There you go. Yeah. So that's better for the world then. <laughs> yeah. We get so we're lucky Jack- Mission Impossible 2 got made. <laughs> it served its purpose. All's well. All's well that ends well. All right. Up next, MI3 versus Jack Reacher, the sequel. Never go back. So he's miscast as Jack Reacher anyway. Correct. So... I got to say no to the Jack Reacher. 
MI three is good. It's a J. It's the J. It's the JJ MI. Yes. Um, and I thought he did a good job with it. I think it's got a lot of it. It has a lot of familiar JJ ism to it. It's <laughs> it's the best episode of Alias. Essentially, is what it is. The, <laughs> well, it, it's uh, JJ showing that what he showed later that he can bring you back. That maybe the last film wasn't so good. So now he's going to try to bring you back, uh, you know, into into the yeah. fold on the on the series. So I I liked three. I don't I don't think it's the best one by any means, but I did enjoy it. I don't appreciate how fast they killed off Carrie Russell. Well, it was a little took a little offense to that, but uh, <laughs> but I have also I'm gonna I gotta show my cards. I have not seen either of the Reachers, so I can't I can't pick them. Yeah, he's miscast. Okay. You're not missing anything. Right. Not worth it. Well, it's the thing is, they're fine movies, but if you've read any of the source material, it just the whole thing doesn't work. Gotcha. Because it, a big part of the plot is predicated on Reacher's physicality. Yeah. He's a um, big, tough yeah. guy. Like, he's a big dude. Mm. That's a big part of the plot. That's like, you know, I had a pro- same problem with the uh, the Alex Cross movies. Like, Alex. Morgan Freeman is not Alex Cross. Alex oh. Cross is supposed to be a big, imposing MFer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Fair MI3 mm-hmm. takes the, takes the, the, the yep. victory there. Got it. Uh, a tough one here, at least on paper, but I think it's going to come out pretty easy. We've got a few good men versus the firm. Tom Cruise could have easily gotten an Oscar nod for a few good men. He should have probably. This is one of these where, where he probably should have got a best actor nom. I mean, you know, Nicholson wins the best supporting actor Oscar for a few good men. Cruise is every bit as good. Probably should have at least gotten nominated. I've got a few good men on here. Oh yeah. This is one of his best and um, it's an extremely quotable movie and just flies through. I, I, I love that movie and the firm I enjoyed. I mean, I read it first and then watched it. It was fine. It had its moments, but overall it's, uh, it's a few good men. I have no, no argument from me here. Um, it, it's one of the all time classics. I mean, period. It's just one of those movies that you could jump in on at any point and enjoy from that moment on. Um, and I actually name checked the firm a few weeks ago because I think that was the first time we started talking about Tom Cruise. Uh, and I about yeah. halfway into it, accidentally watching it, I was asking myself if it sucked. So I think that that's our answer. That's a, that's a fair <laughs> question. By the way, uh, in the firm, that chase scene is hilarious because the guy chasing him, I'm always I forget that guy's name, the freaking albino looking dude who's chasing after Mitch McDeer. He is doing the opposite of what Tom Cruise does when he runs. He looks like he's going for a slow jog, trying to catch up to, to Tom Cruise. I'm like, this doesn't work at all. Because one guy's huffing and puffing, flying. The other guy's just like, do-do-do. Just terrible, terrible chasing. And Wilford Brimley shows up. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> what is that guy's name? Oh, I can't remember. Now you got me distracted. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Dude. Tobin Bell. Oh, shit, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, he's been in 100 things. Yeah, yeah, scary looking. Yep. His name in the movie is the Nordic Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, go. moving on. We've got uh, Edge of Tomorrow versus Oblivion, two so, sci-fi heavyweights. Yeah, this is the sci-fi heavy. So Edge of Tomorrow is a Emily Blunt tour de force, right? It's just a. It's basically let's give Emily Blunt a big Final Fantasy sword, yeah, and let her and let her go to town. Let's do it. It's a great video game movie it's, it's essentially a video game right yes. he gets killed and he levels up and he keeps going and blah 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 i mean it's a it's sort of the video game allegory not nearly as nicely done as say inception hmm. as a as a video game allegory but um but it's but you know it's it's i like it it's fine but i like oblivion better 
You like Oblivion better. Man, I like I think Oblivion's a great movie. It's, it's pretty good. A, it's got it's got the right it's got amazing production value. It looks like it was shot like in a world where app, the Apple Store exploded and like yes. took over the world. <laughs> and, and 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 I love those like the bad guy robots, those balls that fly around. I call them the super happy fun ball. Okay. And you know how it like flies out. Yeah, the guns <laughs> don't on the side taunt, of don't taunt super happy fun ball. <laughs> right. And uh and uh and I, I like it better. I think it's a I think it's a better movie in terms of sort of the ending and sort of uh, I like the way it, I like the way it works out better than than uh, When did Oblivion come out? 2014. Mm. Guess I should have seen it by now. Uh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go with Edge of Tomorrow once again, based on the one I've seen versus the one I haven't. I remember seeing the uh, trailer for Oblivion, and I felt like that was like, wasn't that just a year ago, two years ago? It's that long already. Good God! It goes by. It so, goes fast. I think Edge of Tomorrow is interesting because I swear it's like they sat down and said, "Hey, do you think we can make a movie that's just all montages?" <laughs> <laughs> Right, we have to sh- we have to shoot the same scene fifty times and then like in barely different ways and yep. then keep moving it forward. There are a number of '80s movies that are that way. How can we fit in nine, you know, banger songs? Let's just do montage scenes over and over. <laughs> so, Chris, I really like Oblivion, and I want to side with you on this, but unfortunately for you, Edge of Tomorrow is the movie where Emily Blunt just won my heart, and there's oh. just no going back. I for knew me. I knew that about you. I knew that about you. So I, I'll okay, we'll put it Edge of Tomorrow there. Fine. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, really two. Do you, do you know what the connection is, Chris? You seem to be the guy who understands why these two movies are paired every time we come up. I don't them. know. I don't know why uh, Risky Business and American Made are pulled together in this in this regard but listen for a young man with cable tv oh yeah god i sound dirty again (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) rebecca de mornay because rebecca de mornay walks in through that french door Mm -hmm. and get out of town plus we get iconic underwear dancing scenes and and booger who's hilarious booger is great that movie yeah the bone down on the subway there's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty fun uh soundtrack a lot of shit goes wrong. You can totally relate to. It. I don't know. I love that movie, Risky Business. It's a great. It's a great movie. It's Risky Business. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you guys overrule me because I think I would have gone with recency bias on this because I saw American Made recently and it's just it's funny for the reasons that you don't like Tom Cruise. It's like it's like if Oprah Couch Tom Cruise was in a movie the whole time because he's like just <laughs> with the teeth out and all the time and just down for whatever I, kind I of think, crazed. I, I think the connection here is sunglasses. <laughs> It's a Maybe. sunglasses, sunglasses acting. <laughs> All, All right, right, that's well, the left side of the bracket. That is the left side of the bracket. Well done. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're we are punching away here. We're doing okay. We're doing yeah. okay. All we're right, right show in right side of the bracket. It, things so once we once we sort of talk about the movies, then as we as we whittle them down, it'll go fast. I'll say it too. Correct. This corner is a little weak. Yeah, this upper right yes. corner. It's it's definitely weak. All right, so we've got uh, Mission, Impro- Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, although on the bracket it says The Ghost Protocol, which wow. I like, I don't and know. then versus uh, The Last Samurai. So two really bad Tom Cruise hair movies. Yes. and <laughs> You're so focused on the hair. Dude, <laughs> I can't. His hair is such a huge part of what he's doing. Um, his hair in the most recent movie is the same hair that's on this like picture that they've put on this Cruise Cup illustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's distracting. 
I think there's a lot of plugging going on these days, and so there's a lot of extra length. Well, they gotta get him. They gotta get him squared away. But uh, I find that I feel like the Last Samurai would have been a real in my brain. It would have been a terrific. It would have been a terrific sequel to Quigley Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong about this? Like, if Quigley Down, if the if the sequel to Quigley Down Under was the Last Samurai, wouldn't that be the fucking best thing? Like, sharpshooting, Tom Selleck goes to Japan and then learns to to fight with a katana. You would lose your mind. It would be the fucking best sequel ever. So, in my mind, that's what happened. <laughs> so, um, we either have to put Tom Cruise in Quigley Down Under, or we have to put Tom Selleck in The Last Samurai. It works either way for me. Um, but I think I'd rather see Selleck as the samurai. I think so, too. <laughs> well, that's such not, a win. Nice to see him get a, work. <laughs> that's a winner. That's such a fucking Blue win. Bloods for a decade. Dude, that's such a winner idea. It should have happened. That's why they should have put me in you know, charge of Hollywood. So what do you pick? What's Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. By the way, whenever I see The Last Samurai, I just think of Chappelle's show when he says this should make uh, the last beep on Earth starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I can't say the word. I do. I do. Yeah, don't say it. That's not a good idea. No, uh, I like Mission Impossible 4 quite a lot. In fact, I think it's arguably the best of the series. Uh, I didn't realize until I looked something up. That I, I didn't realize that was Brad Bird that did it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. He and I don't know if you've seen Incredibles two yet, but that's pretty good. Not yet, but we'll I'm going MI four. All right, no argument here. Um, next up, we've got Jack Reacher versus Collateral. Uh, before you guys even weigh in, uh, Collateral is a, an incredible movie, and if you feel yeah. otherwise, you don't know what you're talking oh about. So. Wow, why did get in? Why did get in with both guns blazing here? <laughs> Collateral no, this is, is wildly underrated. You want to no. talk about another movie no, where no, I think no, Tom Cruise could have no. gotten an Oscar? No, this is it. This is I was going to say the same thing. This is this is definitely a Tom Cruise should have gotten nominated for an Oscar. Uh, you know, it's that low light Michael Mann. What's yes. happening in this scene again? And then you know everybody's great in it. Well, he's cold blooded, and Jamie Foxx is you know shook as fuck. So I I, I love that movie. It's probably one of the better Jamie Foxx. It's surprisingly you know, rewatchable as well. Like I don't think you think of like you think of Tom Cruise. You think of re- I mean I think of rewatchability. Frankly, you think about his his au revoir. Well, look at this list for sure. Yes, exactly. And it's not even including some classics here. Yeah. Um, but Collateral, I don't think is the kind of movie that you think I'm going to go put that on. But it is. You should put it on because it's great. Yeah. If you come across it, you should definitely watch. I can never. I can't turn it off if I watch if I come across it. All right. So Collateral, moving on. Um, up next, we've got Valkyrie, which, if you for anybody that doesn't remember, is a World War II film where he Eye is. Patch. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is turned turning against uh, the Hitlers. By the way, the, <laughs> that's it, what they're called, right? Looked, yeah. Have you looked at the the cast of Valkyrie? Is just a freaking who's who. Well, it was supposed they, to be an Oscar movie, right? They it was supposed broke, to be a big deal. Yeah, it's it's a uh, Brian Singer directed it, and it's just got everybody. Eddie Izzard's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Branna, Branna's in it. Bill Nye, Wilkinson. I mean, everybody. It's just so many people in this movie. The Red Woman from Game of Thrones plays and his it, wife, and it just doesn't work at all. It's it just, not very it fun to watch. No, it's a bad movie. An Interview of the Vampires. I like. I like Interview. I think Interviews. You know, I I've read all those Anne Rice books. What? One of those Anne Rice nerds. <laughs> But what you read those books? What? Oh my god! I totally read these books, and uh, you know, the thing about Interview with the Vampire is basically it's a battered housewife movie, mm. 
where sure. where you know Tom Cruise Lestat basically just batters Louis. Like yeah. it's an abusive, terrible relationship, and uh, and I think it's well played out. I, I I never loved the casting of Tom Cruise as Lestat, but it works. It works for well, me. Uh, at least at least more so than Valkyrie. Isn't that the first time we see Dunst? She kind of explodes in the scene in that movie. Yeah, she's like yeah. ten. She's really good yeah, in that movie. Yeah, she's super good. Yeah, I, that movie has qualities. Valkyrie has none, and I'm never going to watch either one of them ever again. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that sums it up. <laughs> All right, up next, Legend. So finally a blast from the past year that's not risky business versus the most recent version of The Mummy. Let's see. Um, both of these movies are lacking in certain respects. <laughs> Although, but Mia Sarah, a young Mia Sarah, might put me over yep. on Mummy. Yeah, on the mum- oh, but might put me over the Mummy with a uh, you know legend. Yeah, and so. well, the devil character is pretty fucking Tim Curry crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean the 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 costume or the the makeup on that was pretty Nuts. amazing. So it's a crazy weird movie. It's one of those movies that almost remember Time Bandits. Remember that movie? Yeah. How, didn't yes. it kind of give you yes. like a weird stomach ache when you watched it? Like, I'm interested in this, but this is just right. bizarre. And that's how that's how legend right. makes me feel. A much like Time Bandits. Yeah, Rid- it's early Ridley Scott, and he smoked way too much dope. Yeah, they're t- they're trying to make like a fantasy film, but I don't think yeah. they just knew how to do it. Yeah, it was it seemed like it was way out of left field. But but I I did not again see the Mummy, so I got a <laughs> I got a big legend. <laughs> so I saw the Mummy, and the answer is legend. Okay. But isn't isn't legend and i can never keep it straight because there's another movie that's like legend that wasn't legend with is legend with the unicorn yes, yes legends with mm-hmm. the unicorn. and the and the elf person well there's like these d- or is that the dark crystal that's the dark crystal yeah never mind yeah right. no, le- i sorted myself i sorted myself out on that <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, the unicorn and those those creatures are going after it, whatever those things are orcs or something whatever they are they're trying to go after and get the, get right. the horn from the unicorn Right. I have to. I also have to take a moment, uh, a time out, to correct myself because I think I referred to the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal uh, in either last week's episode or the week before that. And what I actually meant was those bird bone sucking things from the Beastmaster. <laughs> and they wrap their wings around you. And, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They like the Beastmaster. And then like they drop those them monsters they, that like yeah, wrap they their wings. Of, yeah. And then they and, and the, then they, they and you rattle around and they just dump the bones out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just suck you yeah. like dry like a piranha. All right. I just yeah, want to yeah. make sure that everybody knew who listens to the show that I know what I'm talking. Somebody's about. Somebody's been sitting right. around for a week with that stuck in their craw. <laughs> Oh, it's been driving me crazy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> All right, let's pick up the pace. We got Mission Impossible Rogue Nation versus Cocktail. Cocktail. Yep. Cocktail. I mean, Cocktail it, it's walk. yeah. I, I, it, it's hard to not go with that. Brian Brown is, crushes Rogue. that movie. Rogue Nation's Rogue Nation's a fine movie, but it's not Cocktail. No. Yeah, and the interesting thing about the movie uh, Fallout that I saw tonight was that it is a straight sequel to Rogue Nation. Like yeah. the plot points from Rogue Nation mm-hmm. directly impact the plot points in Fallout. Um, I was super fucked up when I saw Rogue Nation, so I didn't like remember any of the references. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like a new movie. Yeah, we went to one of those like dinner and uh, drinks joints. Rebecca and had Ferg- a lot of beer. Re- Rebecca Ferguson vying for the uh, vying for the title of uh, most adorable bucktooth English slash European woman. <laughs> Who else is on that list? Like Kate Beckinsale <laughs> and well, Kate Beckinsale's the queen of the bucktooth adorable bucktooth English women. This is not even. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, and then it's uh, Felicity Jones. Yeah, Felicity Jones. Uh, for sure. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll that's enough. That's a whole. What about Daisy Ridley? That's a whole segment. different. That's a whole other segment. But <laughs> she's vying for a spot in the top five. So there we have that. I think Keira Knightley is actually um, Pennywise the clown. 
<laughs> She's about to open her whole mouth up and just really get in on you there. All, All right, moving on. Uh, Magnolia versus Jerry Maguire. This is, well, I think he actually got nominated for an Oscar for Jerry Maguire. No, no, I thought I thought you were going to say for Magnolia. Didn't he get nominated for both. Magnolia? These are both. That Magnolia performance is awesome, but he's only in a little bit of the movie. Yeah, it's not and a Tom Jer- Cruise movie. And Jerry Maguire might be the show an alien a Tom Cruise movie movie. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with Jerry Maguire. Yeah, it's it's him all day. And I kind of don't want to like it as much as I do for some dumb reason. Like, everybody likes it too much, so I kind of want to step away from it a bit. But it's a, it's a pretty damn good movie. And he's just all over it. It also holds up surprisingly well for a sports movie that's more than 20 years old. Yeah. Maybe that's except just for, more about except the Except for lacking the social thing. media aspect. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, yeah. But at least there's cell phones. That's true. Big <laughs> cell phones. <laughs> flip phones, brother. That's right. There is a flip phone. I and forgot plus, about that. And, pl- and plus a hootie joke. <laughs> <laughs> which which any kid would sit down and say, are you hootie? Everybody goes, what? Yeah. What is that joke? What is the are, are you hootie, hootie joke? Yeah, what's a hootie? <laughs> it was a great joke at the time, though. Maybe yeah, if they're country music fans, dance. they might they might have an, some awareness. Mm, maybe there's no there's nobody under the age of twenty or twenty five. Knows who he is? Oh, I think you're. Joke. I think you're. I think twenty five. I think you're ten years 30? too young. Thirty? <laughs> yeah. You I think there's anyone? Minimum. You don't think there's anyone under thirty who gets that hootie joke? You're probably right. It's probably yeah. thirty. I mean, I guess it's it's about the same age as any joke you're gonna make about Adam Duritz. <laughs> so how old do you have to be to get an Adam Duritz joke? 35. Okay. Thank God. All right, next up. Next up. Born minutes. on the 4th of July versus Rain Man. Again, this here we're into the tour de force. We're into the uh, actor. Oscar we're into the Oscar bait section. That's a tough the, first round. Piece. It is. The thing about, the thing about um, Born on the 4th of July is a good performance. And so is Rain Man. Um, Born on the 4th of July maybe slightly just too grim for me. Yeah, I, I default so, I tend to default to watchability, and so and so Rain Man's probably going to be my pick here. I'd go with Fourth just because I like that movie more, and I think Rain Man is a little more Dustin Hoffman's movie. But I still think uh, I mean I get your watchability thing. I would certainly watch Rain Man again before I watch Born on the Fourth. That's there's some tough scenes in that movie. I'm still going with the Fourth, but I think I get outvoted, right? Yeah, because I'm going to go with Rain Man, and I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast where they were discussing Tom Cruise at some point about. Uh, he talks about how secretly um, Rain Man is actually Tom's movie. You think it's Dustin Hoffman's movie, but Tom has the harder part because he has to be both an asshole but make you like him by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. So he has to do a lot more work. Anyway, if I can find the clip, I'll publish it, but I definitely won't You know, take a lot of time to find that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, but next we're setting the expectation well level. <laughs> the, the <laughs> I mean, I might put it on the internet for you, but probably not. Point, point is well made. Uh, next up, we got Eyes Wide Shut versus Far and Away. I have a soft spot for Far and Away. Me too. Uh, it's a, there's a lot of kids. well. Here's the it's like so. Here's the thing: Kubrick versus Ron Howard. Obviously, Kubrick being the the more respected filmmaker. Ron Howard gives us a lot of things. But here, for me, it comes down to Far and Away. Tom and Nicole were in love. Eyes wide shut. I think they hated each other. <laughs> you can see it. Divorce, divorce is imminent. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a fun part. There's like a fun adventure part to to Far and Away that I like. Um, it's corny, yeah, but um, but man, Eyes Wide Shut is great. How'd you like that accent, Far and Away? It's not great. Mm. It's a bit tough. That little that, <laughs> that little that Irish the, the little Irish accent. It's a little tough to listen to. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, I like it. I like. I also better. like the tragic ending of Far and Away. I'm trying to remember what happens in the end now. They do the Oklahoma Sooner land rush, yeah. and he smashes his back of his head on a rock uh, when he falls down. <laughs> yeah, but then he comes back to life. I know. I always remember oh, the porch, the porch fic, the <laughs> pitchfork through the, the leg. Porch fic. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Far and away, because um, here, when I think about Eyes Wide Shut, I was 20 years old when Eyes Wide Shut came out. Um, I was a huge Cooper stan at the time, uh, and I find Eyes Wide Shut to be essentially unwatchable. <laughs> Well, he dies, and and they have to, and Spielberg has to finish that movie for him. Yeah, it's it's not good. So it's screwed up. It's not. It's not. It does it's not all the way Kubrick. So it's a bit of a swing and a miss. So far and away is your winner. Far it and away is our winner. Okay, those are those are that gets us through the first round. So now yeah. we're just gonna blast through this. So all right. So back to the upper left, we have uh, Vanilla Sky, Mission Impossible. I got Mission Same. Impossible there. Yep. Top Gun, War of the World. They got Top, Top Gun, Gun. And then I've got Top Gun over Mission Impossible. I agree. Well, hold on. To you, get skipped, to the semis. you skipped. No, I just, we're just, just finishing, finishing that bracket. That corner. Oh, you were going to finish up all the, the way. Corner. Top Gun yeah. over Mission yeah. Impossible. Top Gun is a yeah. one seed all the way. Yeah. All the yeah. way. Yeah. All right. So in the next, in the bottom half of that bracket, we've got uh, MI3 versus Few Good Men. I've got Few Good Men going through. Right. Yes. We're very agreeable so far. All right. Edge of Tomorrow and Risky Business. i got Risky Business going Same. through. I guess I have to see the vote. <laughs> and then I've got few good men getting into the into the semis. So here. do I. I Jesus. Agree. I agree. All right, nice. Upper right hand corner. Uh Ghost Protocol versus Collateral. Got collateral. Yep. I had ghost. You're crazy. Um, you're crazy. I like ghost a lot. It's good. Right. It's a very good. But movie. it's collateral is a tour de force movie. Well, it's been I only think I saw it the one time. I've seen ghosts several times. Got it. Uh, let's see. Interview of the vampire versus who cares? Interview <laughs> it was legend. <laughs> it was legend. <laughs> Fine. It's interview. Well, it doesn't matter because either one of these movies yeah. is losing to collateral. And then it's collateral. So collateral into the semis. Well, first of all, it's legend. And then, it's, and then collateral into the semis. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's Matt, you've only seen collateral once. You've done yourself a disservice. Well, I've only, yeah, I just saw it the one time and I guess I just never go went watch back. It again. I gotta go do that. Okay, so in the bottom right-hand corner, we've got um, Cocktail, Jerry Maguire. Got Jerry Maguire. Oh, going no through. way. I, no I, way. I, 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 am re- I, I was on the fence in this one big time, and I think because of my feeling about Jerry Maguire being a little too liked, I kind of I, I, Cocktail is a movie I grew up with, so I'm going Cocktail. Boom! Oh, oh, this is crazy <laughs> talk. <laughs> This if you ask gone, me which one of those movies gone, I want to watch, I would choose Cocktail every completely time. Completely off the fucking rails. Now. I let, let's I just quit. let's. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm hanging. I'm hanging up. I don't. Why? Because you're gonna have Jerry Maguire into the final four. Yeah, I had I had Jerry Maguire. Into See, the and semis. I would say, and no, I would much rather have Cocktail in the final four. I don't mean to have a battle of the female leads, but I'm taking Elizabeth Shue over Renee Zellweger. I agree. Well, she I bugs. love Renee. I love Renee Zellweger and Elizabeth Shue, but you know Renee Zellweger's got three Oscars. That's fine. In my opinion, in my opinion, so does Meryl Streep. <laughs> she's a better. She's a better actress. Jerry Maguire's a better movie than Cocktail, <laughs> even though you love Cocktail more. Whatever. I get this is that. a, that's why we Whatever. had three guys on this podcast to voting. Cocktail that's wins. A, that's a bullshit. Uh, this is bullshit. This is great. I would argue that that, right. that uh, Renee, Zellweger, <laughs> Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire is her only redeemable performance of her entire That's career. That's peak her, for sure. Empire Records. Mm. Oh, best. well, yes. It's I mean, that's movie. obvious. Come on now. Yeah, well, All right. How about Down With Love? All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Renee with Zellweger. With her and you podcast. and Maguire. 
the I think didn't you and McGregor burn every copy of that movie already? Didn't he, <laughs> Not like, the one buy in them? my house. <laughs> didn't oh, he no. buy them all? Did, didn't he buy them all? Then like set them on fire. <laughs> all right, mm. that's thirty minutes. We're getting almost down here. All right, hang on. Rain Man. So Rain Man and Far and Away. Rain Man on the bottom bracket. It's gonna Rain be Rain Man. Man. And then I gotta. I'm taking. Oh God! Cocktail. Cocktail's got to win. Cocktail Damn makes it. the final four. Cocktail into the final Boom. four. Yep. Fine. It's awesome. Outlook. Okay, so, well then, so then we've got in the right hand bracket we've got collateral and cocktail, and I'm going to take collateral yes, over cocktail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say and cocktail just to be the one descending vote just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something. I mean, I would actually you know, if uh, cocktail, it's it's timeless. It is. Yeah. It is. It's not a better movie, but it's. It's fun no. to watch. All it's, right, it's timeless then, in, the, in the way that it's of its time. Like it was, then, it's almost a perfect '80s film. And then in the left-hand bracket, the perfect '80s film, Top Gun. Yes. Versus Few Good Men, it's Top Gun. That's. Great. I agree, but that's yeah. close. That's closer than you it think. Is, it is. Close. Close. I would prefer the, those two movies to be on the opposite sides of the bracket because, in my sure. opinion, that should have been our final. It's closer. It's closer than you think, and so I've got Top Gun as the winner of the Cruise Cup. Over collateral. It's, I, agree. I agree. It's got to be Top Gun. That's the, when you think of Top. When you think of Tom Cruise, you think of that movie first. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the it's, one that made um, him. It is. It is the show showing Alien a top. Uh, Tom I shouldn't Cruise say movie. it's the one that made him the megastar. Like he was a star, but he was not the megastar until that one. Well, you yeah. get you get all the flavors of of Tom in Top Gun. You get smirky Tom. Mm-hmm. You get overconfident Tom. You get broke. You get broken Tom. <laughs> Fat. What? <laughs> I said sad. Sad oh. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Sad Tom, yeah, you get, you get, you get uh, sad, resolved Tom. He gets to get up in people's faces. Yeah, you know, loves that shit. That's right. Ice doesn't Man. run though. No running. No running in Top Gun. But that's okay. Just volleyball. Yeah. There Just is volleyball. there is really corny. There is corny fist pumping on a motorcycle. I think that that's qualifies. true. He is he is flying around on that motorcycle, and he does play beach volleyball in jeans inexplicably. Yeah. Gonna, I, I wish I had had the power move to show up at some girl's house after I've been like playing sports and be like, "I'm gonna take a shower." That's a great <laughs> at your house. By the way, if unless you look like Tom Cruise, you cannot pull that move. Well, she says no. Uh, yeah, yeah and then does. he says, "I'm she's out. like no. no." Yeah, she says, "No, I'm hungry." Then they have their <laughs> meal, and then he oh, leaves. yeah, he leaves her fucking right. hanging. Boss move. Well, yeah. Well, he <laughs> should, she she should have invited him to take the shower after the meal. That's true, but you know. Well. He was in control at that point. They had to get in the elevator first. <laughs> That's right. When she's got the hat. Yeah. She's got to look like a man mm-hmm. <laughs> for him to be for, for him to be attracted <laughs> to her. This is the most excited he is otherwise is in the shower right. with the guys. Yeah. Right. All right. So Top Gun's our Cruise Cup winner. Do yourself a favor and, uh, and uh, YouTube the Quentin Tarantino yes. uh, breakdown of Top Gun. Right. It's, uh, it's the best. What movie is that from? <laughs> it's in some random movie. Sleep yeah, with just me. Some, oh, yeah. that's what it is. Oh, there God. Go. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> sword sword fight, fight, sword fight. <laughs> hey, go hey, the game. You can ride go my, the game. Can go ride the my game. tail anytime. <laughs> you can ride my ass anytime. <laughs> it's tail. Come on. It's not so, it's not so blatant. <laughs> yeah. It's not even. That's the worst. Hell part no. You, you can ride mine. <laughs> sword fight, sword fight. <laughs> I, like when, I like when you watch that movie on cable and they they edit it so instead of him saying bullshit he goes no or something like that like cuts it in <laughs> it's totally miss misses his mouth yeah and right. uh, and and uh, tom and top gun also gives us that random tim robbins appearance. yeah you're gonna do what <laughs> <laughs> all right we love tom cruise on this podcast we ain't do. no doubt about mm-hmm. it 
I think you could do. You were talking about Denzel versus Tom last time and all that stuff. You could do a Denzel bracket for sure. Uh, I don't care about oh Denzel. My God, wow, such a I hater. think you're just a racist. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> What's the matter with you? I don't like him because he's black. He has got so many fucking movies to fill up a bracket. It would be outstanding. I just, I just don't love Denzel all the time. All right. Like I love Tom Cruise. All I the think time. the unfortunate thing with Denzel and the one thing that Tom seems to have avoided, even though it's like often the same tricks, um, there is a point with Denzel where lately he sort of it, it's there over the last ten years or so. There's been a lot of shtick. He certainly had more variety earlier. I will agree with yes. that. It's not the same. We're not measuring the same qualities in an actor. I think Denzel has a lot more in common with like Tom Hanks than he does with Tom Cruise. Right. Interesting. And I feel so, say, I, I, and I feel the same way about the Denzel filmography that I feel about the Tom Hanks no filmography. <laughs> you look at it, you think there should be a lot of really great stuff on here, and I look at it, and I'm like, I don't want to watch any of these. Movies. You want to watch Bachelor Party? Come on. No, no. I Tom know. Hanks, I'm just going back fine. to Hanks. No, Denzel though. Denzel. He's got a bunch of movies that are rewatchable. Like what? Well, I could always watch Training Day. Want? I like Glory, even though that's a smaller role for him. He's great and fucking above the rim. You get the throat yeah, punch. I don't want to watch any of those okay. movies. Above the rim. Or do I have the wrong one? He's got game. He's got game. Yeah. Shit. He he got game. Sorry, he he got game. He has he has, he has got, got the game. game. I'm confusing <laughs> I'm confusing it with the Tupac movie. <laughs> He's above the, ga- the above rim the game. game. Yeah, don't be above the game. Be, okay, there'll yeah, be no there'll be no dead. He got rim. Yeah, or you could watch the Chris Villasenor movie. He got barely the bottom of the net with his <laughs> oh, off a trampoline. Oh my god! Sorry, he touched the backboard once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is this. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, yeah, hmm, yeah, nah, yeah. These are they're fine movies, but uh, I, I don't want to watch any of these. All movies. right, moving on. <laughs> Well, we've been out of time for a while, so the question is, do you have anything for the overtime? Because Lord knows I didn't produce a show for us to put together tonight. Well, I mean, we could just do a... You want to do a, you wanna do a, a quick uh, British Open? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about golf. So go ahead and, you know, disconnect if that ain't your business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you're listening to the 2 or 3 podcast, there's going to be a little golf. Tom, Cru- just, Tom Cruise to golf. Welcome to the White if- Guy Show. <laughs> If Tom <laughs> no Cruise, <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> Spoiler alert: I'm not white, <laughs> but the man who's putting down Denzel all day. Anyway, whatever, right. whatever. British Open. Your soul hey. is white. Hey, look. <laughs> speaking of white guys, I was totally th- I totally thought Tiger Woods was going to win. <laughs> oh no, I. I enjoy wow. watching wow. that kind of action, and the the ratings they got were through the roof, which was cool to see. Because everybody always bitches about how he gets too much coverage. Why do they interview him when he's ten shots back and all that stuff? It's because people fucking watch. But yeah, they love it. I have the you know nostalgic feeling for back in the day when he was dominant and interesting. That's one of the biggest things I think that makes him more intriguing than most golfers is the entire. I shouldn't say the entire. A lot of the PGA Tour is boring as fuck. You know, I mean, look at them all. They're all robots. They're all about the same. It's just boring. I mean, even like if you look at like a guy like like Ricky Fowler who came on and he had like the flat brim hat and the hair and he looked like this young kind of punkish kid. He comes in and then within five years, you find out he's a non-drinker. He he does he does Bible study and then he cuts his hair. So now he's he's kind of boring. 
Well, he doesn't win enough. That's the problem. The the reason yeah. Tiger was so interesting is that Tiger won. And scared the sh- piss all out of the people. time. I mean, fourteen majors in almost like eighty, like seventy nine professional events. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, when you turned it on and Tiger was on, fair chance he won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was the that, the thing about it is winning is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't care sort of what your clothes look like or, you know, if you if you get on a hot streak, if you're, you know, r- five years ago, Rory McIlroy or you're whatever, you know, that's interesting. You know, hey, you might win. Let's tune in. And if you happen to be remotely interesting as a, as a sports personality, then even better. And Tiger just was all those things, right? He was he won a lot. He was different. I mean, it was just a I mean, but, and you see him out there now. And and good luck, you know, for people of a certain age trying to quit on Tiger. There's no quitting on him. We we want him to win again mm-hmm. because because we want that feeling back. We, it's completely powered by nostalgia. Yeah, and but, my point about the personalities too is just that it enhances it. Otherwise, you're just looking at golf shots, which is fine. But like, if that's all you're going for is just somebody getting hot and running wild for a while, it, it was a lot more than with uh, Tiger than that. And so that's why the crop of golfers that are good today. You've got a bunch of guys who, for me, can all all feel a, somewhat interchangeable, and then you got a guy that I root heavily for every week in Jordan Spieth. <laughs> what? Hate that guy. Okay. I did. Right. I did. By the way, I did. Why that. do you hate him? He is a whining the, little bitch. I did that today. I hit a bad. I was out playing golf. I hit a bad shot. And I whipped around. I went. Michael. See exactly. It's infectious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I forgot about him last year, and I know it was like he was all pumped up, so whatever. But I forgot about last year's Open when he makes that eagle and goes, get it, to Michael and fucking walks the next hole. Dude. Right. Go get that. I know. I mean, Go I know you're that. kind of pumped and all that's supposed to be cool and all, but, dude, you're, you're a dick. That's basically who you are. I can't hate him because he's such a dork. Yeah, he is a dork. That's for sure. And, you know, it's like hating milk toast. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's like hating vanilla ice cream. Yeah, just like whatever, man. It's just sort of there. I right? look for two things. That's why I feel bad for him because he's got that bad balding situation going on, and he's like twenty. He's kind of fixed that, I thought. Yeah, Not, he's got like the guy's got like fifty million in the bank. He got like a hundred million dollars in the bank. Well, but he he also when I so when I look at a golf tournament now, I, the first two things I look for: where's Tiger? And please let Jordan Spieth not be in the top 20. Those are the two things I look for every time I look at a leaderboard. <laughs> I, I do sometimes scour through it and I go, is, is Vijegas back? No, he's a cyclist now. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Your golf man crush. He learned to love Molinari. It is the summer of Frankie, man. It's the summer of Frankie. You know, it pisses me off that the RNA understand how to set up a dry course and the USGA has no fucking clue. And it just pisses me off. I mean, they did it exactly right. Look, we haven't had rain in two months in Scotland. The place is baked out except for the greens and the tee boxes, and it's fine. Mm. And we get a good and we get a good tournament out of it. And the USGA goes and kills every blade of grass within a five mile radius of Shinnecock Hills, <laughs> and we get that stupid U.S. Open where it's impossible to watch and it's just dumb. The, the only thing I would like that the U.S. Open had is a lot more tracer. Um, yeah, I well, really like what Fox does with the target and the the whole like the the 3D graphics breakdown. Like that's really helpful to make the game more interesting. It makes every shot more interesting because especially when you're seeing these hundred yard rollouts, it would have been really cool to get a launch monitor on a lot of those shots to see the carry 
and then actually because you see it hit the ground and it runs clearly it runs forever but you don't there's no perspective because the camera moves with the ball right like it they push in on the ball as the ball goes down the fairway so you never get the feel for scale and plus you can't see that ball coming out of the tee box at all no it's the it's when they hit it you can't it's the opposite of back in the day when fox screwed up the hockey thing with the uh, with all the <laughs> the glow the puck, glow puck and all the that that puck? was so unnecessary, but but in golf it makes a lot more sense because that's all that's happening. That ball was hit; it's not going to do anything else. So let's keep an eye on it, dude. All I right. forgot all about the glow oh, it was puck. terrible, and then they had the robots, you know, and all that. Oh god, it was awful. <laughs> they, remember, they had a certain thing where we put a tail on it of a different color based on how fast it was hit. Oh, right. yes. Yeah, so if like a guy had a oh, ninety mile an hour slap shot, it was you know le- yellow. We don't really have time to get into this, but I want to ask you guys a question because I had this short debate with somebody the other night about this. Robots should call balls and strikes in baseball, yes? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. What if I told you that the only change... This is a 30 for 30? Tell us. (laughs) What if I told you? What if I told you? No, the only change they need to make is give the umpire an earpiece and have have a a machine make a noise for balls and strikes. Is it going to be like like Alexa's voice? No, it should just be Ball like a high. like a. It probably should just be a noise, right? Like a, a ring, like a bing for a, a strike, and then like a for a ball, and he just uh, gets to you know, react. I'm, what I'm what I like about the baseball balls and strikes graphic is that I think the umpires are really good for the most they, part, yeah, except when they're not. They they and that's the thing miss, is when they're not, they, they tend to be really bad. Well, I mean, and then of course that should become a learning tool of some kind, but the. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with balls and strikes. I mean, you know, who cares? Yeah, you know, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point is, who it's cares? not an overstatement to say that in a 162 game season, literally, it could come down to a hit. Yeah, sure. So you're gonna invest six months of your time, and then you're like, I had this debate with me. Like, well, I like the human element. Oh, you like shit when it's wrong. Like, that's how's that good? I'm fine with a lot of the other stuff. Like the, the it seems like the replay system is working okay. I just think balls and strikes should be called by the robot because it works in tennis. Why can't it work from baseball? Yeah, I don't really care what they do with baseball, but you know me, I get a little nervous when you start giving all that power to the robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Next thing you know they're going to be hitting. Skynet is sending back fucking robots to kill people. Back in time to kill people. It doesn't take much. Well, for those that know me, they'll also know that I am notoriously uh, known as the cooler because if I talk shit about somebody who has been performing well but has flaws in their game, they will immediately put it in my face. Mm. And (laughs) I was at the Mariners game, and Ryan Healy came to bat, and I said... Yeah, it's all strikeouts or home runs. This guy is batting like two and two eleven or whatever he's batting. His on base percentage is like basically identical to his batting average. I'm like, you got to at least get on base if you're not going to get hits. And then he just jacks one out of the park, and I'm like, the cooler remains undefeated. <laughs> Does that work for entire teams? Can you talk shit about the Blazers all season? I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't tend to work for entire teams. No, it does seem to be specific to when I start to shit on individual players, they will make a great play mm. to really stuff it right in my face. People at Husky Stadium must hate you because you're like, ah, oh, this fucking guy couldn't 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 catch a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I keep yeah. I, I say it quietly. <clears throat> All, All right, right, gentlemen. Anything else to touch on? We have hit the fifty minute mark, and it's time to get loose. Ooh. I don't know what that means, well, but I'm ready. Well, I mean, <laughs> is that a new segment? I mean, <laughs> shit! I took my, my yeah, pants. Off. I took my I took my pants off like thirty <laughs> you minutes know, I'm ago. I'm in sweats. They come off easy. <laughs> it's, it's all the right moves. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, guys. Matt, thanks for joining us, uh, especially on short notice. 
this was fun. I thought we weren't going to get an episode out this week, so thanks for everybody who stuck with us and, and waited it out for the Friday release, which is when you'll be listening to this. Um, as always, we appreciate you listening to the show. You can find us in the spots we mentioned earlier. And uh, if you have any suggestions, by all means, hit us up, because if you listen to this show and you follow us on Twitter, you know that this show came together specifically because somebody tweeted this Cruise Cup bracket at us. Uh, who started the trend? Who, who, who deserves credit, Chris? Somebody tweeted it. At yeah, Matt, there's, so there's a guy named Agent Palmer who tweeted it at, at me saying that we should cover it. And I said, this is actually right in the two-on-three wheelhouse, so you guys should. And then that's where it, would, it stemmed from there. So, And then here you are. So thanks, Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you listen to our show. If you don't, go to hell. If you do, cool. Thanks cool. for You're contributing. You're a good guy. You're a good dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What you'd be welcome to listen to us. You don't. We don't have to. We don't have to like push people away from listening oh, to our show. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, everybody's welcome. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace.